don't, I don't even know how to put on a mask on, right? <laughs> you you got to put the butt, put like, take the bottom string and put it around your neck. I guess. And then, no, no, no. T- t- I guess. No, no. T- take it off. I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. No. Wait. Oh, that's how you do it. Okay, I got you. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. This thing should come with instructions. All right, there we go. Wait, no. All right, there we go. I got it. Boy, you look a lot like Cobra Commander. There we go. Who was the other guy? What was the Chrome guy's name? Destro. Destro, that's right. Man. But Destro doesn't have that. Cobra Commander had that. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying. Or the chick. The chick is the other one that had it, didn't she? Oh, no, that's right. It was... Um... Was it uh, Baroness? No. Baroness, uh, yeah, it was Baroness, wasn't it? How dope is this thing? I don't know. Cobra Commander had the big, like, hood, and then he had the metal. Um, the metal face. The metal face. Didn't they show his face at some point? In the movie, they did, never in the yeah. comics. It's a pretty good. It's actually pretty comfortable. Don't let my goofiness fool you. It's just me being goofy. This is, like, pretty good. Anyway, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. We're back. I want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Black Bell Co. who hooked us up with some awesome gear. My COVID-19 Survivor Squad shirt. And actually, I got a couple of these uh, G.I. Joe theme masks. They're pretty good. And it's not muffling me at all. And, you know, granted, we're goofing around, but this thing covers pretty solid. I dig it. All right. But give them a, give them a follow. Listen, this thing is actually pretty solid. It's pretty comfortable. It's awesome craftsmanship so big thanks to black belt co for hooking us up listen before we get this podcast started i want to say thank you to everybody that's been supporting us everybody that's been following us we got a lot of new followers and we appreciate your support please take the time to hit the like button or the notification button if you are following us on youtube don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to subscribe if you want to check us out on itunes spotify and everywhere else we truly appreciate the support we got a lot of stuff planned we got a lot of awesome guests planned uh, in the next few weeks as well so you don't want to miss those shows now we have to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors who have been supporting us regardless of everything that they're dealing with through this whole quarantine our sponsors are the best and they've been uh, supporting us and hooking us up with everything so please Check out chocoloha.com. Use the promo code jujitsu radio at checkout and you'll get 20% off your entire order. Doesn't matter what you buy, whether it's new or old, it's on sale. You'll still get that 20% discount and they're pretty good on the shipping. So you're not going to have to wait for those extra shipping times. Not that I'm making empty promises for them, but I get my packages pretty quick from them. Um, so please, at this time, if you can support the the jujitsu community check out chocoloha.com we got some new stuff up on the store just up the other day so check it out get some tell them we sent you because we love them also don't forget to check out jujitsu soap co where you can get some awesome soap like ours except not ours except not ours you can get stuff like this that's just as awesome how cool is that uh we got a handful of these left we're going to be putting it up on patreon soon i no, I keep saying that, but sorry, you know, busy and all. But check out Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co. Use the promo code JJ Radio at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your bars of soap. Anything else you get on the store, same thing, 10% off. And it may not smell as good as the Jiu-Jitsu Radio 
but it smells incredible. Even all the other scents are far and above whatever you're using now. Yeah. Every everything that comes out, honestly, smells pretty good. But you know, like Sean said, I wish this was scratch and sniff. Smell that. Can you smell that? It smells delicious. Look at that. That's quality right there. Check out Jujitsu Soap Co. Promo code JJ Radio. Don't wait in line at the grocery stores. Don't get hassled by everybody. If it's on the store, you're gonna get it and you're gonna get it fast. Promo code JJ Radio. Last but not least, don't forget to check out giraffechoke.com. Use the promo code JJRadio at checkout, and you get 25% off orders of $99 or more, plus free shipping. You're welcome. Get yourself a hat. Get yourself a T-shirt. They got some cool stuff coming out. Our folks over at giraffechoke.com have been killing it out there, so we're uh, they're doing a couple of other extra things. So we're going to wish them the best of luck as far as business-wise, too, on all their new adventures. But in the meantime, giraffechoke.com is the place to be. Use the promo code JJ Radio. Now, don't forget to follow this guy. Follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ and follow me at Sonder Marketing. Don't forget to follow us at Jujitsu Radio on Instagram. Don't forget to check out the website too. Okay, with enough with the checking outs. You checked out too much stuff. You need to peep this. <laughs> this, this right here. You want some of this? <laughs> that's what. That's what I'm. What are you doing, bro? Uh. Today's guest is by far a legend of jujitsu and MMA. A um, real. Let's let's let, let's 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 say that legit legend. Um, I've known him for a couple of years now. Uh, I consider him a friend of mine. Uh, he is. I can't even put into words how awesome of a person he is just from, from the time that he's been able to give to us and to me every time that I run into him. Uh, there's no way I can hype him up any more than he was the first Mundials champion. He's beaten some of the top people in the world. He's taught the best of the best. He's created some of the most successful businesses in uh, jiu-jitsu, grappling, and MMA. The, the man himself the black belt of all black belts, uh, Master Ricardo Laborio. You can't leave us. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine, right, jet flying. Son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Ladies and gentlemen, after a hard-fought battle with technology, we have him here, the legend himself, Ricardo Laborio, Master Laborio. Thank you so much. Oh, guys, I am uh, uh, I'm one of the worst technological... Well, this one's not even your know. fault. This is yeah, straight-up <laughs> internet. This one I'm is really all... Bad Oh, no, this is all blaming on the internet, that's for sure. Straight out of the gate, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm in Orlando, Florida. So, locked down here. We're not doing much, but I'm, but I'm happy to be home, man. I'm, I'm really I – like I like being home, you know. I have my family here, and, and, and I, I don't – you see that the majority of the time, I'm traveling. Yeah. That's one point. When you travel so much, you have this thing about sleeping in your own bed and, and eating your wife's breakfast and, <laughs> and meals. Oh, man. I, That's the funny like part. Vacation. 
Yeah, that's like people uh, don't people don't get like for for people that travel a lot. Like this whole quarantine thing, it's like, oh, I'm on vacation now. This is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's slaving me right now, putting things on the house. I plant a tree. I'm doing the fence, <laughs> pressure washing the house. So she's kind of the whip on it, but it's, it's all good. So, so how's the the move to Orlando been? I mean, granted, you've been there for a couple of years now, but I, I mean, you you up and rooted, and I mean, that's kind of normal for you nowadays. Oh boys, I love Orlando, man. Yeah, I love. I really truly love Orlando. Orlando has this thing, and a lot, and, and the part that I live in, which is East Orlando, it's kind of new community, right? So a lot of new stuff. The housing here. Like I bought a house here, but at the price of the house that I bought from here, I will not buy a three bedroom house in um, another community there. Yeah. Close to downtown, close to downtown, everything is the land, right? Yeah. So you have this, this really messed up house next to a, a real, very nice brand new house because everybody wants to stay close to downtown and, and have this community. Traffic is not. Tra- traffic in an I-4 is, is bad, but it's not as worse than in South Florida. South Florida right now, guys, is really bad, right? Sean, probably. Sean, you're in South Florida, right? Yes, sir. But I did go to school at UCF. I, I played How's the traffic in there? Because it's, it's, it's The traffic here right now, since the quarantine, has been, has been pretty good. It's been it's – been, uh, I live in Delray, so it's – Hold on, guys. Oh, yep, you're frozen up. Yeah, no worries. Got us. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it frozen up a little bit. Can you repeat? I, I'm living in Delray, so the 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 traffic has been pretty. I, I could... Oh, we're having Uh-oh. we're having a couple of technical difficulties. Technical here. difficulties. The internet's trying to get us again. Let's see. Let me make sure I got nothing taking up my internet. All right. Uh, I think we're good. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. yeah there I... we go. Yes. Yeah. Tra- traffic has been, you know, since the quarantine, traffic has been kind of really slow. Um, but, you know, people are starting to get more brave, I've noticed, and they're starting to venture out a little bit more. So there's a little bit more traffic, but not as much as when, you know, things are things are normal. But um, I went to school at yeah. UCF, so I used to have to make that drive up 50 oh. into the into the uh, into the campus. Or no no colonial drive colonial yeah. drive that goes right colonial, into the campus colonial like, yeah that I, used to be in I the morning colonial <laughs> that that road used to be backed up for miles trying to get it because UCF yeah. was a pretty big community I went I, I lived from I'm from here in West Palm but uh, I played football uh-huh. at UCF back in the I'm not gonna date myself <laughs> but it was it was back in the early 90s. Um, when I was up there, <laughs> professor, but, uh, let me, sorry, to cut you off, Sean. Let me ask you a question because Sean and I have like, I think pretty much every other episode we talk about you and I always bring up what you're doing up in oh, Orlando. Cool um, so I'm kind of, I've always been curious and never had a chance to ask you, what is your main plan? What do you have going on? You moved to Orlando and now you created the first jujitsu program for college what are you, what is your master plan? I know you're scheming something. No, look at this. So I moved to Orlando. The reason why I moved to Orlando actually was because my daughter, my daughter's vision impaired. 
and we have a real problem. My wife is really getting really messed up with the education system down in South Florida. And, and it's not even their fault, man. What happened is they just don't know how to do it. You know, it, it was like a hot potato. Even if they have deep ass intentions in the world, they just don't know how to do it. Because she was the only visually impaired kids in the whole entire school. She got tested and she's gifted. Look at this. Now we have this gifted kid, very smart. The only problem that she really actually have is the visual impairment, which is if you live in a community, you find out there is a lot of visually impaired kids that have other issues. So Bella has only the vision and she's extremely smart, really, really smart. And we decided to have to pursue a better education for her. So we started looking for places, you know, places that have magnet schools and and we find out there was Tampa, Orlando, and there is a place in San Augustine that is the the school for the vision impaired and 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 the, the deaf and hard hearing. And and we decided to come to Orlando because we have I have three students here, right? There was uh, Paul Rodriguez and Jason Patino and Jose Figueroa. They were all my black belts. So I decided to come to Orlando because the school system is better for the visually impaired. But at the same time, I have these three guys. If I need anything, man, those guys are around, you know? So I decided to come to Orlando. And in the meantime, Orlando here, uh, I got out of American Top Team. So when I move out of American Top Team, I decide to do my own thing. So I create this new brand called Martial Arts Nation. And this is interesting because this is what happened. Uh, at the time, with the licenses of American Top Team, we're concentrating too much on just just the technical aspect of, of the license of the brand. So in reality, if you buy the American Top Team uh, license, you just pay for the logo and, and some content or curriculum here. But it's not enough, man. It's just so far away to be enough for you to be sustainable. You know, to be successful, you have to have at least the marketing system, a sales system, a comprehensive instructor's manual, so you can actually generate more and more staff. You can train everybody the same. And you have to have a retention plan because you, can't, you cannot have 15 people coming in every month and 17 leaving. So you have to be aware of all this. It took me a while to understand this. You know, in the beginning... In the beginning, you think, oh, you're a world champion. You can bring people in. Man, it's so further away from reality, yeah. right? And everybody who has the love of a pet, man, but I'm so passionate about martial arts. I'm going to open a gym and I'm going to be happy. It's different. It's not the way it works, guys. If you don't have those systems down, you're so far behind when everybody does have it that it doesn't matter if you're a world champion or not. It really, it doesn't matter. You can have Bushesha. And if it, nobody knows where Bushesha is, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody knows who Bushesha is, but if you don't know where he is, nobody's coming in. Yeah. And if they're coming in and you don't have a person that's capable to actually host this person in and really explain what the programs are and get the credit card, you have to have a point of sale. If you don't have the point of sale there, if you don't get money. the credit card, you're not making money. Yeah. And there are some mistakes. How many times I see jujitsu schools 
they have the teacher and nobody in the front desk. There's no even front desk. Yeah. How many I, times? And the guy said, hey, hold on for a second. He's teaching the class. I said, hold on for a second. I have done it. Yeah. <laughs> I have done it myself. You know, I've been there. And so, you just lose it. But you actually, no. you actually ahead, went to college. You went to school for business. And then you kind yeah. of developed everything else. So you have... What I find very interesting is just that you have the, the teacher's point of view and then the businessman point of view. And you're one of the few people that have been able to really successfully merge the two together. Which part really kind of kicked in the most for you? Was it the business part or the, or the teacher experience? Oh, 100% was a teacher. I'm telling you this. I made so many mistakes that it's impossible to even name them all here on, on this meeting. I'm telling you this, I made mistake after mistake after mistake. Um, it, it was really, I learned so much, man, just really actually going out of there and find out who is successful, why they're successful. It was research-based. And then meanwhile, the research-based, because the whole entire industry is still not organized, right? The whole entire industry, the martial arts industry is not organized. But the guys are 40, 50 years ahead of us of the BJJ grappling MMA guys. 40 years, easily. You know, those guys understood that, number one, and this is for us, right, jiu-jitsu guys, grappling MMA guys, what happened is only 3% of people that actually practice jiu-jitsu actually are competitors. So you can't be sustainable, although there's a lot of people that are sustainable with competition teams, but it's only 3% is not sustainability enough for you to open a business. Yeah. You just can't focus on that. I mean, you can't, but you better be so good that every competitor goes over there and is still paying you. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no, there's no, you know, there's chance of being successful very slim. And you have to deal with like people also like if you have only, let's say even if you have only 50 competitors and that's your whole squad, if not everybody's winning, you're not making money as the coach. You're not making money as a business owner because they, then they're not going to pay you for the fees anyway. And, so, I, and my, my, my theory is, is, is I, that's why I think, and I, 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 we, I've said this before, it's why I think the Gracie name is so um, valuable in the world of Brazilian jiu-jitsu because the regular guy that walks off the street isn't going to know uh, Bouchesha, isn't going to know Leandro Lowe, isn't going to know any of the big names who are winning tournaments now, but they will know the Gracie name. And I yeah. think that that is an important tie that a lot of people miss, that why Gracie Baja is one of still one of the biggest organizations around. is be, And it has nothing to do with – the quality of the education, not that it's bad or good. It's not any better than what you would get at any of these other schools, but that Gracie name tends to bring in the, the regular person off the street. But Sean, look, it's great. It's, I can compare this to a great location. Listen, see, if you get a great location, what is a great location, guys? A great location it is when people can drive by and see you and walk in. That's the great location. The great location is in the mall, visual, you know, very visually, you have very high visual, visibility. 
vis- yeah, high visibility. But at the same time, you have the guy when the supermarket, everybody goes to the supermarket. It doesn't matter your status. Everybody, your social status, your economic status doesn't really matter when, because you have to go to the supermarket. So you open up a much larger school right next to the supermarket, right next to Publix for us, and you're going to have all sorts of people. And everybody can see you, and they walk in. They walk in. Mm. And that makes a huge difference, even bigger difference than have the grace name. If you have the grace name at the door, but you don't have a comprehensive sales plan, man, or, or even a way to explain what your programs are. Because look at this, Sean, for the business itself, understand this. 80%, 80%, this is proved, 80% of our programs has to be based on kids to be successful. Yep. And jiu-jitsu is not. Jiu-jitsu is an adult program. Right. But the beauty is we have such a great space to work on it, to create a, a powerful tool to show not just the kids. For the kids, it has to be fun, has to be very educational, build up the character life skills, social skills, but the parents signs, no, the programs, the parents sign the checks. That's it. So yeah. the parents has to be understanding the difference why I'm going to put kids in jiu-jitsu. Why not in karate? Why not with the chip tier? Why should I choose this place? And has to be a very comprehensive program, the step-by-step, because parents understand one thing. The parents understand the educational system. The educational system is pretty clear for any parent, right? If you ask for a conference, they understand the word conference. They understand testing. They understand final exam. There are some kind of nomenclatures there that's important for you to use it so they can be easily into it of what you're providing. This helps a lot. And traditional martial arts find out this way, uh, way ahead of us, man. Way before us. Although the programs are pretty different we're pretty different than traditional martial arts yeah you know completely very different yeah and it's hard but to find that there is very good systems there that we actually put it in. go ahead I, I i've noticed with a lot of jujitsu programs it's hard to find that perfect marriage to uh for for kids kids are the because you have to have you know you, you have to have the educational aspect of it but you also have to be able to keep them entertained enough to keep them engaged um a lot of you know, I've, i think the biggest problem with a lot of schools is the fact that they don't concentrate enough on their kids programs um where alex alex trains with george santiago and, and i train with him as well and he he makes such an emphasis on that kids program and it's building and and they're these kids are bringing in their friends and they're they're learning all kinds of things but i think it's i think it's hard especially for you know an instructor to find how to keep these kids engaged in grappling where it's mostly muscle memory where as opposed to a traditional martial art where they get to kick and break boards and and things of that nature it's it, that's the i think the area that people need to we need to ha- find some kind of a secret to make that, you know, that connection to the kid and the education and the entertainment for but those th- kids. But I think professor, you like, 
what you were saying before, I, I'm 100% for it. I mean, I've helped, like Sean said, I, like I've helped uh, George with marketing sometimes. And I did marketing for a lot of the fighters and stuff. And the biggest thing that, that always blows my mind is that structure. You set the structure as a businessman from the moment that they walk into the door to the moment that they leave the door at the end of the class, you set a structured plan. Because at the end of the day, there's only one you. Boys, at the end of the day, come down of this. Right. You need you to have, have this to say. Curriculum doesn't mean anything besides positions, right? right. This is what the instructor is going to teach. How he's going to teach is this. That's a huge difference. There's so much strategy on this. Yeah. And how to do this? Let's let's talk about class structure, Sean. Look at this. You you don't or you should not finish a class or jujitsu, for example, because jujitsu has too much sparring. We train every day, and you do have this connection. You don't. You cannot compare with the other partner, right? You cannot do drills. You can do a couple of things there in front of the mirror, but it's not based in katas, man. You know, you grow. You get sweaty. That you need a partner for. And having a partner for it, which is great, because not just for reality check on things, but also you're doing a real real workout. But for the majority of, of a dropout, that's the reason why. The reason why kids are afraid, because they're afraid of sparring. They're afraid of losing it. So you should not, in a certain way, put the sparring sparring session as the last thing on your class structure because 50% of them are going to lose and <laughs> they're going home sad. Yep. So if you put, if you put a game, but everybody wins in the end and you close up with your final thoughts and bow out, man, you had to be much more successful because the last thinking that they have it is that feeling of a playing the game. Right. And you also get the parents okay. happy. Yeah. Yeah, because that way the parents don't see, like, damn, my kid just got his ass kicked for the last 15, 20 minutes of class. Instead of, like, yeah, they got to play around too. But there was one thing about the parents, too. Look mm -hmm. at this. This has come back again in class structure. Now it's things that we have to structure ourselves, right? Because what a parent wants to see is the character education. What a parent really wants to compare is the way that, okay, this is not just a sport. And that's something that is very important, especially for us right now. Why is that? Because if you see just a sport and you compare this to any baseball or any other football or any other courses there is out there for them to work out, you're just one more. Yeah. But when you put something that, for example, inside a class called MatChat, MatChat is the character education system, right? But the character education system has to be taught to the instructors in a way that everybody speaks the same language. And I didn't learn like that. I just, I just, I just clearly see that you have to instruct your instructors to learn how to teach class properly. So, for example, George, who is Brazilian guy, came from my background. This is my black belt. This kid. He didn't learn as I did, especially because I did not know how to do it. Well, he probably learned as I did, which is the technical aspect of the things. You know, technique, technique, high-level competition. But in the end, when you have a parent learning, there's five minutes, five minutes inside a class. And there is even a strategy for that. Let's say, let's say you have the class, 
and you'd have the parents on the outside. So you have to sit down with the kids facing you and you facing the parents. So the, the kids sit down and you start explaining a value for them. Let's say, let's say talk about courage and the word is courage and you go over courage and you ask them, this is how I do, right? How, what do you think about courage? What do you think courage is? And they raise their hands and explain for them what a courage means. And you accept some of the suggestions of where courage is. But after that, you have to come. Courage is something that courage is not the opposite of fear, right? Fear always going to be there. Courage is when you take in inside and, and you go with, with fear. Fear is going to be always there. People think it's the opposite, but it's not. People want to get rid of the fear, thinking that this is your true meaning of courage. No, fear is always going to be there, even for competition. Always. So ask George. George competed in UFC and everything else. Don't tell him that Georgia was not afraid. Everybody is afraid. But kids have to understand that. That feeling is going to be there. But you find that inner strength to do what you think is right. And you come from here to here. And you do what you do in any way. Yeah. The kids have to understand that. Now, you have to show these instructors in a way to explain, as I am explaining to you guys, and everybody has the same vocabulary using the same words so they can get here and from that you give them a homework to do mm. you're going to have to show signs of courage so and you work on values you work in courage you work determination you work in loyalty punctuality whatever it is there but all this value has to be break down yeah, it's and, then, and then alex when you explain to the kids on the floor and the Perry seeing this, that's the gold. Yeah. It's, it's you're gold. building, you're building character development from literally like every single individual that walks in the room, even to the teachers. Cause some teachers like maybe beginning instructors need that education too. Like, Oh yeah. I never thought about it that way. Like, yeah, that is the way that I need to communicate it to people. 100%, even for parents. Man, yeah. it, it's, it doesn't come with a manual. Yeah. It doesn't, to be a parent doesn't come with a manual. You know, how many, yeah, and how to explain to kids, you know, how, how to act as being bullied. Some kids don't tell their parents about being bullied. And they, they're going to find out at the class. Raise your hand if you were bullied before, and you're going to raise your hand there, and, and, and you're probably going to have the first time that you hear that your kids were bullied before, yeah. and you had no idea. And how to react to this? Yeah. No. How to come from here to a true action to try to improve quality of life? That's the goal. We have a goal in our hands, guys. Just the class is we can introduce a couple things, like a few sports can. For sure. So Other sports are too fast enough, and we, we have this five minutes inside our classes, you know? So what's the the um, so what's the the development? I know you have the mat chat and stuff for the college classes. So where's the like? What's your plan for that? Like, what are you like? What is like? Are you thinking? See, that one thing leads to the other. So I started really, guys. I started creating content, right. content, 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 I love content, you. content. I started creating content. At one point, I said, "Man, I I can't do this by myself." can that's me man who's struggling so where i can find people that i can afford to build up my new brand 
that actually will be having a good time doing it, university. I live 10 minutes from UCF. Then it started. So this is what this is what's curious. I I said, man, how I'm going to get into UCF. So I did a research. I did a research online about martial arts at UCF. And I came out with this research of a doctor, Dr. Dave Fukuda, who is a judo player and a jiu-jitsu player that research over axit lactic and, and grips. And I ran over to Facebook and I find out and I find out one common friend with him. So I called that common friend who called him, who set up a meeting. <laughs> and then this guy already he knew what who I was and, and he and he was super happy to work with. He trains jujitsu and he trains judo. He's a big judo player. And and he's really, really, really open minded. So I started talking to, to him. It, it took a while, a couple months later. Uh, we came up with the idea to build up a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class. They had a judo class, a judo credit course, a three-credit course at UCF, which is judo. So we decided to create the Brazilian jiu-jitsu class. And this thing exploded, guys. Exploded. They had this mix of martial arts uh, uh, they have this mixed martial arts club here, and they have five guys, five guys training. There was five kids training regularly. Right. No coaches. And I started, no coaches, all kids. Sean, <laughs> you probably know this. <laughs> I've been there. All kids, all kids. I'll call the kids, 18-year-old you know, guys. And they were, they were just training over there. There's no coaches. They were just probably a blue belt trying to show them something. And... And I started, came in, I came in. We jumped this from, from the first time that we got there, we created a BJJ club. They did, there was no BJJ club. They actually, they drop it. There was a jiu-jitsu club there, but they drop it. And we created the Brazilian jiu-jitsu club at UCF. We started with 16 kids. We went around and got 16 kids. We started BJJ club. We are 360 right now, guys. That's awesome. That is crazy. You have to believe. Oh, now this is something interesting. You guys are gonna like it, Sean. You're gonna like particularly. You're gonna love this. Look at this, guys. This just came out today on the university. I don't know if you guys can read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which sport club has the largest registered roster? Men's lacrosse, rock climbing. What's the other one? What's the middle one? A uh, swim. Swim. All right. We, oh, have wow. the, we are the largest club at UCF. That's awesome. Congratulations. It's not incredible. We are the largest registered roster club at UCF. Let me ask More you. Six kids. When you walked into that MMA club that first time, did they know who you were? No, didn't you? Because uh, like if you walked into the room, like if I'm sitting there trying to teach myself how to fight and you walked into the room, I'd be like, I just, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but don't forget one thing. I have Paul Rodriguez, who is my black belt, and yeah. he teaches right nearby. And Paul, probably some of those kids, at least two of the kids train with Paul. Mm. And I, you know, I always go to Paul, and Paul is, is a big reference there. And that, so I, they knew what I was, but also I had this previous agenda meeting to start teaching them. So I, it, it was much easier. Right. But 
Sean, I was surprised with the number of people that actually wanted to do jujitsu. That was surprising to me. That's awesome. Really was. It, it really, it, it, it's funny how if you put it out there for an offer, people will, it, it, it really is surprising when, when you talk to, like just being out and, and about and you talk to somebody about jujitsu, how they're, they really are receptive to it. And then, but there's two camps. There's either, yes, I want to jump into this right now, or there's, there's yeah. no way I'm ever going to do that. There's really never a middle person that goes, eh, maybe, I don't know. Oh, but there is one thing. There is one thing I did. Look at this. So I have all this thing with the Martial Arts Nation going on, and I started working with UCF. This thing just got the volume like this. Boom. And I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Because it's a, it's a kind of age group that I really – I'm very used to, to work with that age group, with fighters itself, right, with a much more demanding – uh, demographics being a fighter right and it's now we're working with 18 to 22 year old kid very polite intelligent you know educated and it's a completely different world but at the same time Sean is right about this so my approach to this was completely different using the same approach on the business and the business you have a sales approach right you have to have marketing and you have to have sales in this case, sales, we don't make money with the kid that's coming in. There's no money into it. What you do is you have to host them in a way that they feel comfortable. And that's the key with Sean saying. There is always that guy who is super afraid. And there is the guy who really wants to do it. And you have to make both understand, listen, this place here is for everyone. This place is not for those guys that wanted to be uh, fighters, if you want to be a fighter, we're going to create something for competition later. But right here, right now, this is recreational. And everybody has to be feel welcome. Everybody has to have that experience that you're going to be feeling that, that you belong. And we create that. That's awesome. So what I did, I started training a group of kids to give the first class. So what I did, I took this structure material, got the curriculum from the basics, taught four or five kids that's still there today. And those kids, the first thing they do it is just explain the basic of everything, but with a big smile. Man, welcome. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter your, your social economic status or your religion or your sexual orientation. It's come. And this thing exploded. It is just why you're saying it. But, but it's a prepare. It's a system. So for marketing... Look what we did, and Sean's going to understand that. There is this orientation day, right? There is an orientation day that all the new guys coming in, and they concentrate at the, at the Pegasus Ballroom. Mm -hmm. So we were outside there advertising. We put our flyers out. One thing that was extremely successful, we created a sticker. A Brazilian jiu-jitsu sticker. Let me show you this. This is uh, so we have the sticker of we came with a new logo, which oh, is BJJ. That's, awesome. oh, that's awesome. I know. I'm gonna send you some of those. I'm gonna send you some. Of those. Yeah. yeah. 
So we got this and the T-shirts and and this kids love it, man. And and but that's one that's one part of the thing, right? Sean Sean would love that. So we got this time. Now we have we start with two days a week, and now we're six days a week. Oh wow! That's Look at this. What? Yeah. Six days a week. A cl- wait, a, a collegiate club collegiate that meets club. six days a week. Six days a week. I'm going there five days a week, and Saturday is the open mat. Don't forget, there's a lot of kids that train and live over there, right? Right, right. It's a dream come true, man. Yeah, it's where a dream was come true. where if was you, this when we went to school? No, no. If you would have, so if you would have been there in 1991, Laborio, I would never would have. I've never would have left. <laughs> never would have left Orlando. I know. I know. <laughs> you know what's funny though is like the way that you have the system, and I'll just picture it because I went to FAU. And in FAU, they had a grappling club. And mind you, I had no clue about anything about that. Like, I never even did that. All I did was play soccer, and that was it. So I went to that class, and I, to this day, it's probably the most awkward situation I've ever been in. It was just one random guy teaching us, had no real system. And I just remember vaguely him teaching us to go, like, just starting from mount, not pulling guard, not grips, nothing. It was just mount and then armbar. And then he paired me up with probably the most timid, like five foot tall girl. I'm six foot four, 200 pounds. I'm like, this is weird for both of us. Like neither of us are enjoying this situation right now. Alex, look at this, man. This, this is what it, this is comes down again. And systems. Yeah. Down down again on, on standard operational procedures. Like, like one thing for our guys here, we never teach, we never teach jiu-jitsu on the ground for the first time. You're just going to spend a whole entire week with self-defense. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn what we call the basics, right? You're going to learn how to fall. You're going to learn how to roll forward, roll backwards. Now you're part of the of the workout. You're mm-hmm. part of this, this big, massive – man, we have classes here even with 80 kids, 80 kids in one class. Sean would love that. That's crazy. We got this, I, know, I know he would he – we got a road trip plan, and then we it's need impressive. to. Now, do you have well, to roll the mats up every time after every, every class? But that's one point. Look at this. We grew so much now. The roll up the mats is easy because I have always 20, 30 kids to roll up the mats and put it right away. Now, but, but that's the part of the bigger vision of this thing. This is something that you guys going to understand. Now, we made that successful. We made the club successful. I don't see us jujitsu growing. I, I just want to go back a little bit on on a position, Alex. Mm. You start always self defense, yes. and you start with self defense for something, and you progress with takedown. And now a week later, you're on the ground. Now the curl is more comfortable because she's spending sure. more time. No, there is a little bit. It's a different world. Yeah, different world. So this little curriculum you have to learn. Everybody should be doing the same thing now. Going back to the bigger vision, the bigger vision is this. Now, now I'm inside the university. Now I'm hired by the university. I am a junk professor inside the university. So now I have access to things that you have no idea. I had no idea. So I went to the college of psychology, and I found six majors in psychology. They're doing jujitsu with me, and we we create a group of study that actually it turned into a research now 
And the research, if you don't know, research is different, man. The research, you have to have absolutely the step-by-step to be really endorsed by the university. You have to do so much, and it, it is so much detail, so you can actually register with the university and from there to actually put this in a, in a medical journal as a real research takes a lot. It is not an easy process. That's why I never done it. Now, with this research study group, we evolved to, to create a real research and it is just about the benefits of the sport, of jujitsu. Jujitsu, which is not many research there about jujitsu. Jujitsu and mental wellness. Awesome. And the well-being. Because we know, and I know, you know, we all know that jujitsu is good for the for the overall happiness mm-hmm. and the well-being of human being, you know. But is that help you with anxiety? Does that help you with the stress? It can help with your PTSD. It can help you with the, with addiction. All this, I I think I know, but has to be proved. That's it, yeah. The re- the medical the medical research has to be there, and it, and it's crazy because we see we have anecdotal evidence. I've had in, in my program, I've had uh, uh, former addicts, I've had former uh, former armed forces, and they talk about and they become so addicted to the feeling that jujitsu gives them because it either reminds them of when they were in the field with their with their platoon or they they turn their addiction into something healthier and they getting something out of it we see it every day in in our programs but we can't say hey this does this and here's a proven report that says this is what happens exactly and and more than that and it's a little bit more than that look so this thing evolved so much Sean, you have no idea. Alexis, it evolved into a point that now I have doctors and have a real, real psychologists and doctors and psychiatrists involved in a group, people even from Italy, that awesome. are part of the study group. They're all waiting for this step-by-step to get this thing into a research to go to a medical journal. But there was, man, there was, <laughs> there was real comprehensive forms that you were reaching out to find out the level of happiness before and after jiu-jitsu. That's awesome. Uh, it's, so, it's so awesome. It, yeah, it's it's so, so awesome to do this. That's something that really inspired me. This is what I wanted. Guys, I found something. I always love teaching. I always do. And I always love community. I always love community. I always help. I always get this thing about helping for selfish reasons. I mean, I'm a saint. Far away to be the saint. But... I like helping. I like the feeling that makes me feel, you know, that's true. And it's a combination. Now I got this 18 year old kid, which is amazing, man. To see this 18 year old kid that comes in, you know, he just got out of the house. He never washed and dry his clothes before. Now he's <laughs> making his own food. Now he's actually paying the bills and, and trying to figure it out, life, right? And he goes to jujitsu. That's therapy, man. That's awesome. This kid show up there with this mean face with that. And I know them. And I've seen this with pro fighters. Yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> day. I've seen it with the high-level pro fighters. Now we have this 18-year-old kid, you know, looks like two weeks later, he's still, he, he's acting being a kid because he's feeling that he belongs to the environment. Man, this is such a pleasure. Now, for the big vision is... We have to put this everywhere. We have to create this everywhere and every university. 
we got to make sure that everybody understand how integrating is this sport, how benefit, the benefits of the mental wellness of the sport, the physical, or even when I say spiritual, spiritual is nothing to do with religion. Spiritual for me is, is a connectivity with something that's more important than yourself, right? If you believe that nature is stronger than yourself and you have to obey the laws of nature and you say, man, that's nature. You know, if you think, if you believe in karma, if you believe in science, if you believe in luck, if you believe in, in what in destiny, you choose your words there. Man. If you believe in God, choose your words, put it whatever you wanted to do. But I'm not talking about religion. Here. I'm talking about you be connected with something that makes you feel good, mm. better, or at least calm. And that's what fills, what fills your cup, whatever exactly. fills your cup. That's, that's it. And, and that's spiritual. Right? That's, you can't say that's spiritual because it's at one point that you don't know why, but that's what it is. What connects you, humans so, like us, you know, to have the same thoughts and the same, that's all this is connectivity. And so it's physical, mental, it's spiritual. This is, man, this is the new yoga. I'm yeah. telling you this. We just have to prove that. I guess John and yoga I. Yoga for tough people. Sean and I are going to become uh, college you know? jiu-jitsu uh, teachers, huh? Well, what what I was gonna say is I'm gonna have to we're gonna have to have a grapple off between that's it <laughs> Laborio's guys because FAU is right here, and I know but I know he's got guys that are in the area, so we're yeah. gonna have to have a grapple off and see whoever wins gets the gets the adjunct professorship at FAU. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. That's awesome, go. professor. Like, and it, that's the there funny part go. is we'd like I've I've been talking about this for almost a year now, like. I, just like everything that you were doing at UCF and I didn't even know just to how deep and everything you went, but we've always been pushing the whole idea when you had the big seminar, where you had like everybody come up, like JC was up there. Everybody was up there. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, that's, yeah. it makes me so happy just to see not only like, this, I'll tell you this, Alex, this, this yeah. is, this is started over there. The, the whole idea started. Hope you cut up. Can you, can you guys yep. hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole yep. idea started. Can you, it's, it went yeah. back again. It's kind of yeah. froze a little bit. Uh, we got you now. So you were saying. Okay, uh, so, so we created this thing was, um, was we called the Hezenia. Hezenia is a word in Portuguese that means a hangout. So the whole idea came out when I was Bruno Malfacini. And I, there was a reality show as far as Bruno Malfacini and Rodolfo Vieira. We're filming now at the World Championships. And I kid you not, there was 5,000 people around there in, uh, in, in California. And there was 20 people competing, right? And I'm thinking, man, that's so cool. But why is for so little? Mm-hmm. Why, why this is, can be reversed? Why, why we cannot put a lot of people on the mats there's one thing that unites us, right? Even if you're not a, a really high level, if you have no skills at all, if you're a white belt, you got to understand this. If you know jiu-jitsu and if you roll a little bit, that means you're a part of the clan. And that's the promise of everything. You don't, if you know how to tap and if you know, you know, the rules of engagement of jiu-jitsu, which a, a takedown is two points, a pass to guard is three points, knee on belly two points, mount position four points, back take four points, sweeps two points. Now you know how to play the game. It's a game. 
-hmm. You explain the rules of the game. And you don't need to be high level to do this. You are white belt, but you still can be part of the open mat. So why we don't do a big open mat, but everybody trains. So the idea was let's bring people in with a seminar. I'm, I'm going to give it an award for those black belts, the guys that really actually deserve it, you know, to help the community to grow. And we do a big open mat. It's big open mat and everybody can come in. And now, now we're tapping to the 97% that they're not competitors. And it's still the 3% of people that are competitors. What do we do? We create an event for the, for the collegiate kids that they compete against each other. We have 13, 13 universities. The biggest university in Florida came to compete. They all have teams. Mm -hmm. have people with five people, some other people with 10, but everybody competed. Everybody competed. And it was a, it was 350 people in the mascots at the same time, you know? And there was something around too, which is very important. Look, now people are eating the acai, drinking coffee and drinking, in, you know, and listening to the music yeah. and all this little things there that's part of a, of a culture will, you know? The, the chance is that I see this all the time during classes. Guys, how many kids during my class that come in that don't even know where where's Brazil? Yeah. They don't know where's Brazil. And suddenly they know what Rio de Janeiro is, and those guys are eating churrasco, Brazilian barbecue. They know the curse Learning words. Portuguese. Oh, yes, all oh, the curse words. That you're right. And they're listening to Ohapa. Right about that. That's awesome. Yes, that's it. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so, it. But that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm, I mean, I can't even say anything. I was the same way. I actually came from, from Capoeira. So I went from Capoeira, and then, like, we started doing, like, a little bit of grappling. And then, like, I might as well go and actually learn jiu-jitsu. And I came completely obsessed with him. Okay, sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do real, real fighting stuff, not the fake fighting stuff. I'm gone. <laughs> But it's not even that, man. I listen. Why I see that too? It is a great opportunity, even for Brazil, to have a space inside of the American school system to learn a good, positive things about Brazil. Because Brazil, that a lot of people know, is about corruption. It is about violence. At least from where I'm from, Rio. But there are so many great things too. You know, there are so many things. The the hosting itself. How people approach the hosting, mm -hmm. this thing, the feeling of a touch. Although we have the coronavirus era right now, but you believe me, that's that's something that makes difference, you know. And and people feeling welcome to coming in, welcome. That's something so special. But it's a it's such a, an awesome way too. It's you know the the history of Brazil with the corruption and like the wars and stuff like that. And it's I know that a lot of the people feel kind of like they're the government left them behind so for the people themselves to go out into the rest of the world teaching everyone the real meaning of the the brazilian like personality the the friendliness the the camaraderie the love that people have and then it's changing the culture from the outside in because then they see the real truth it's especially now like you say the people understanding the culture they see what they see 
uh, on TV that the, or that the news want people to see about Brazil, whether it's Rio with Bolsonaro or something. And then they go up to that Brazilian person. They know it's like, hey, is this true? Everything that's going on there? It's like, well, you got to understand this, this and this. So you're actually teaching. You're, you're spreading just the, the, the life that everybody understands from home out to the rest of the world and gives them a real understanding, not what they see on TV. Yeah. yeah. There's so many good things, you know, about it. I, I'm just so, I'm driven into projects like this, missions like this, guys. You know, this is for me, it's something that I know. 2023, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. 2023, if everything, everything goes well, you know, if this coronavirus thing, you know, don't change completely. 2023, I see this being in every one of the 50 states and at least two universities. That's awesome. Very feasible. Did, now, very feasible. Professor, do you see it being a sport, like an actual sport program, or do you see it as an accredited class? Um, I think both. Sean, I, the way I see it is this. We don't need any CWA to do this. And why? Because NCAA is always about that 1% of people. It's 1% of people that actually are very good on something. And, well, awesome. The idea is to everybody has benefits of the sport. Everybody has this little taste of workout, this mindfulness, you know, this healing. Less people do. And we do something for the competitors. Why not? Competitors deserve something. We create something for competitors to do. But but we don't need it. It's a club. Yeah. If we organize the clubs and capable people that really actually certify to teach that club for that, for that mentality, man, how is not going to help tons of people? It's going to help so many people. And know? I think that's and it's happening right now. That's where the battle's going to be: is keeping the NCAA's hands out of it. As it, as because I was under the thumb of the NCAA as a collegiate football player, there was a lot of rules that there was a lot of rules that we had to abide by. That in order just to be able to to continue to be an athlete in at a school, but the thing is, is the NCAA is is they are. I mean, there's no other word for it. They're greedy. They want their hands on everything if it if it deals with a sport. So I guess if we can keep it as a club, that's the that's the secret to to making it a success. Is, is, is and is is kind of flying under their radar, making sure they don't really know anything about it as far as a sport is concerned. I hundred percent agree. I, I don't know the NCAA hundred percent, but you understand we're going to grow big enough to understand that we have to deal with them, and they have to deal with us. But is being a collegiate student-based club, they cannot put their hands on it. Yeah. The club itself is built by and for students. So just what we're doing is giving orientation on how to do it. And if you want to compete, we create a league for it. But it's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for that. I'm even actually, I'm, I'm – this is you're going to be the first ones to do this. I'm going to propose IBJJF to create the league hmm. and to organize the league, and I will organize the clubs and I provide awesome. to the clubs the structure itself and I'll find the right people to actually start teaching over there. So, this is something that's going to 
it's so spread out, man. The quality of the product is really good. You know, jiu-jitsu is really good. Jiu-jitsu is really, really good. We're just, we're just so far behind in organization. You got to understand this. Judo was was taken from BJ from jiu-jitsu, right? Mm -hmm. Judo was taken from jiu-jitsu, J-U-jitsu at the time. And it was created and formatted as a as an instructional educational tool and it was spread out in all the school system there in japan and other places they have a much better organized formatted way of teaching than jiu-jitsu does happen so it now comes really jiu-jitsu with their own culture with their own capabilities and 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 is a much more different you know, different sport in a certain way. It's different sport than judo. People say that no, just it's the same thing. No, it is different. Culturally, it's different. Rule size is different. The creation of the sport separates us a lot. And I'm a judo guy too. You can say that. I, I started with judo, but judo in Brazil, as any other one, it was the first sport that a parent would put the kids because of the structure, mm -hmm. because of the structure, the educational system. Now. BJJ can get to the same with other benefits, especially if you have this research of the mindfulness, you know, and the mental wellness. I, I have a plan that if we proved that jujitsu helps kids mentally, every martial arts school, every jujitsu school is going to have a psychologist working on it. You're going to have sessions of jujitsu and therapy. And now everybody can make it actually money coming from coming from the, the health system to help people, to heal people with jujitsu included. You know, that's if they have talk therapies on on a on a sofa yeah. in the office, why not on a match? That doesn't make sense. You just have to train the people on it. That's so that's cool. another sustainability there. You know, you know what's what's funny, but, Professor, is think about how many therapy sessions we've had with our friends on the mats you know just talking talking about one of our problems with alex and i have done it before where we t we talked out one of the problems we've had on the mat and we you know and you leave that class feeling better not just physically from the workout but mentally because you were able to unload this problem with your friend and talk through it with one of your closest people that become just as close as any friend you've ever had yeah, you don't get closer to people than having them choking you out. <laughs> it's a trust. It's a bond of trust, 100%. Especially if you organize the rules, just make people understand. Because it's about creating community. It's creating an environment. When the environment is right, you're in the right place. That's, that's what it is. We just got to make people understand that, you know? And... Well, I think it's, I'm betting that it's going to work. It's going to take a lot of work, but man, I love this so much. I'm not going anywhere, you know? I love it. Well, if there's anything that Sean and I can do to help out, listen, all you got to do is give me a call, shoot me a text. Of and, course and you there. will. I'm there. Find, find university near your house and let's put it, the club there. It started with creating a club. In creating a club, we have to instruct the instructors how to teach the class and how to build the environment as it is. You know, the good thing is I'm a staff on university and I have so many people that can talk with other university staff. 
You know, the administrations of universities, they can, they can compare of the good work that we're doing here. People are stunned about how many kids are doing this. There's some kids, Sean, you know that. Sean, you understand that. For so many kids, the, the, you know, the experience is not the same. And now suddenly they found a club that enhanced all the experience. All the experience. And now we have a club that have those barbecues and going to watch fights together and we're going to have ceremonies together, all these things here. It is it is lifehood, man. It's quality of life, you know? Yeah, well, I I had so many other questions for you too and I just, like, I, I'm so blown away that I, I don't want to take away from the message that we had today. Um, if you... I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> and listen, anytime you want. If anything, it's more like Sean and I want to go up and uh, as soon as all this stuff is done, we'll be up there for sure just because... Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are gonna love it, man. Yeah. You guys are so welcome. You know what we're gonna have it today? Oh, today. You know who's Renato Laranja is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uncle Renach. Uncle Renach <laughs> is going to talk to my kids at six o'clock. I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah, today. yeah, please. Oh, that's so awesome. If, oh, I can, awesome. if I can jump in on that one just to oh, watch. Oh yeah. It, please. Let me just let me just tell you how cool it is. You're gonna love this. So during this this you know quarantine. I had Marcelo Garcia, Bruno Malfassini, uh, Jeff Monson, uh, Rafael Lovato, Robert Drysdale, all sitting down and talking to those kids on Zoom. That's so crazy. How cool is this? Yeah, and that's. So I was just gonna say, like, do these kids know? Like, do they understand? Like the the. They they yeah because we do I made him research oh, before, okay. so yeah. for every week we had somebody coming in. So every week, I made them research who the person was. How cool was this, guys? You know? Yeah. And, I mean, I, and, then, and here's, the, here's the other thing. It's free. It's free. <laughs> it's free. They free. are talking. So they are getting world-class instruction from a legend in the Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu world. And then they, while they're locked down, they get to talk to other legends of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu world. That's so it nice. costs them nothing. But here's what it does. It, it puts the love of jujitsu inside. Yep. And they, when they're done at UCF, they're going to go out and they're going to continue yeah. it because that's what happens. And oh, once that's it. Sean, it gets it's inside. Right now. Yeah, it's happening right now. I have this kid, right, Matt. Matt graduated in psychology and moved back to Miami where he's from. So it's the first thing I did. It says, I can't stop doing this anymore. And he, especially him, you know, he said, man, I got to continue doing it. He is actually on a study group of the psychology. He's graduated. He got this license as psychologist and, and, um, and, and psychology or something like this. I don't even know what it is. He's part of the group. He's never going to leave. The beauty of this is I have another one who's just graduated this semester. He just graduated, Mike. Mike is not leaving Orlando. Mike has decided to do a PhD at UCF just to be around this. That's awesome. That's I guess awesome. it gives me another excuse to make more weekend trips to Orlando. That's all it is. Oh, you guys come anytime, guys. It, oh. and, and it's so beautiful to see, man. And there is a there is an alumni uh, group that we're doing. And you got to go to the UCF BJJ. They create a website. You got to see this. You're going to love that. 
You know, UCF BJJ or BJJ UCF. I don't know which one it is. I'll put it. I'll find it. I'll find it and I'll put it in the in the description of the video. Like I'll have it up there for sure. So, Professor, I know I don't want to take up any more of your time. I appreciate you every minute you spent with us today. I would love to have you back because I got a million and one questions to ask you. Since I don't know when we're gonna to get to go up to Orlando. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'll be back. One hundred percent. You just let me know. Please. Especially coming from George, man. George is. I know George since was a kid. That's my <laughs> roots right there. You better, if you guys are trained with him, you're part of my roots. You like uh, or not? I even, listen. Even any, with, any fun stories you got about uh, about Professor George? I, I'm all for him. <laughs> oh, George was always a George. Funny story is not much as a George was always a serious kid, you know. But he really, he really was a tremendous. I have seen him grow up as a man, and 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 as a person, he was really, honestly, George was a success from the get go, you know. No. He let it go everything from a small time in Rio there, you know, who was from a small town in the state of Rio to, to move to America, not speaking a word in English, not having a dime in his pocket. You know, he's struggling and lived every single one. of. We had a house called the Big Brother, uh, the Big Brother house. And he lived there for quite a while. So he has a lot of story to tell. You know? oh, yeah. right, to see him from the beginning and see him being a champion in Japan and fighting UFC, that's... That's what fills my heart, guys. You know, that's exactly what fills my heart. No, that's awesome. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll make sure he he hears it. And yeah. professor, before we go, I, I've been asking all our guests one question. Yes. Since the lockdown, what has been your favorite show or movies you've watched on Netflix? Oh my gosh! You know what? I start. I watch Netflix. Every day, right? Every day. So, but <laughs> what, is, what, what is your top? Give me your top three picks. Okay. One that was super funny to watch, super hunt. And you know that I, I'm a sponsor. I was sponsored by Century Martial Arts and Gameness. And they're out of Oklahoma. So the Tiger King, it came out in a great hour. <laughs> came out in a great hour because I messed with those guys so much. You know, all my friends from Oklahoma, I'm picking on them to be the Tiger Queen. And that was, it's just hilarious. Uh, there was one, and let me just remember right now. Um, there was a show on Netflix. It just came out again with a new season. Um, oh, my goodness. I watched again Game of Thrones. I liked the Game of yeah. Thrones. Was it The Last Kingdom? The Last Kingdom. That's it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> the last kingdom i'm trying to find out here that's what it was you know yeah i thought it was just me that's no, good. Sir. and i'm watching and i'm watching homeland right now so nice. it's all that's awesome yeah, yeah we, we, we've been wondering how people have been spending their downtime because look not everybody can fill their entire day. You're, you're going to have to be bored a little bit. And that's when yeah. the, that's when the clicker goes to Netflix. Let's see what's going on over here. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh man. And this and eating, right? I'm just so oh, fit. Yeah. Now you guys have no idea. <laughs> I'm sure. Trust me. You won't but you're healed up. Yeah. All great excuse. Everybody's injuries are healed good. up. <laughs> yeah. All right, professor, I'll let you go. I really appreciate your time. I know you're, you're a busy man <laughs> outside of your Netflix schedule. 
Um, if anybody wants to follow, which I highly, highly suggest that you follow uh, uh, Professor Laborio, it's Laborio BJJ on Instagram. Um, we'll put in the link for the UCF BJJ uh, yeah. website. Is there any other uh, links Great. or follows that you want, like any other accounts, anything like that that people should follow you on? No, guys, that, that's it. And just my message goes to everybody who's listening to this right now. Just make sure that you're safe. Make sure that you're healthy at home. Um, let's, let's really respect what is the, the rules of the engagement right now and distance. And I hope everybody gets out of there without any, you know, major damages. Because a lot of things that's happening right now that we don't know. And in Brazil right now, guys, people are dying. I just found out two days ago that my aunt is you know, on ICU right now because of the coronavirus. Wow. So this is no joke, you know? And my uncle got it too, but he was, he recovered. So really, really, this is for real. That's it. We live in a new phase and we're going to try to figure it out how everything is going to, you know, end up like that. I mean, we're going to create new norms. We're going to adapt. And jujitsu shows you it's a lot, right? It's, it's about just keeping on going, just, just keep striving and, and, and grinding, and you're going to get there. So the message is just, just respect those rules. But even if you don't get contaminated, you may pass it on to people that, that can resist. And you're going to maybe regret for the rest of your life or something like that, right? right. Anyway, it was a pleasure. It was an honor, guys. It was really, really good. I really hope to see you guys here in Orlando. And and, and just have all my boys there, you know, just, just tell them that I'll say hi. Miss them all. Uh, we thank will. you, Professor. And uh, we hope your family and everybody stays uh, healthy and safe as well. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Thank you. Take care, Professor. Bye. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a true legend in jiu-jitsu and MMA in every sense of the word. A legend in the sport itself and a legend as a, as a person, as a human being. Um, so thankful that we had a chance to talk to him. I've, I've met and hung out with him um, a few times before and he's his uh, man his just personality his spirit as a human being is always like great energy to be around and glad that sean finally get to sit down and talk to him a little bit too um, how crazy is that yeah i i, I it's funny is is i've heard so many things about how awesome of a person uh ricardo laborio is and and he totally is exactly he comes as advertised. What a great, great guy, man! Yeah. I'm, I'm more. I, I'm so. I'm so happy. He. He's. He's the kind of guy that like. He's having success, but I think he's the kind of guy that would have success no matter what he would have done with his life. It's. It's funny though because if you, <coughs> if you look at it, I mean, everything he's done has all has had probably the most impact within MMA within jujitsu. Started BTT with a couple of other guys that became successful from there, moved on to American top team to, to co-found American top team. And now this, and not only that, but it's making an impact in society, not just the community. So I, I can't, I, I really want to, I'm going to sit down and find out what other ways we can, um, we can help out and be a part of it because that would be great. I mean, I'm, I'm only a purple belt. So it gives me a reason to push for the black belt even sooner. It'd be awesome to, uh, to go and, you know, follow his lineage obviously with george and, and everybody and, and doing that so it'd be um it'd be cool to see uh, don't forget guys to uh check out our sponsors check out 
Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co. Check out Choke Aloha and check out Giraffe Choke. All the links and the promo codes down at the bottom on the description. If you're watching us on YouTube, please hit the like button. If you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, wherever, hit the subscribe button. Please leave a comment, review, help share the podcast with everybody. We appreciate all the support. And like I said, for those that are watching us on, on YouTube, we're going to get out this batch out again pretty soon while Sean is texting. Also, before we take off, how about a shout out to uh, Black Bell Co. for my awesome uh, uh, new mask, my Cobra mask. Um, go ahead and check them out. We'll leave a link down in the description below to them too. And with that, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. You can't <laughs>